Hey, my name is Bill. And my name is Danny. And we are A, a Couple, couple of, of Park Hoppers. Wrapping up our coverage of the Orlando holiday season, this past week we had a chance to experience Disney Christmas. That's right. We attended Disney's very merriest after hours party at Magic Kingdom. We have a full review of the evening and are going to give you every holly jolly detail of the experience right now. Let's, Let's hop to it. it. to do something very special this past week. Once upon a Christmas time at Christmas. What could have it been? Man, that song gets stuck in your head so fast and it's stuck there for days. Days and, and days, days and days and Niles and Niles and Niles. Uh, don't start. I love the Jingle Cruise. Oh, um, let's, let's not talk about that right now. I, uh, Once upon a Christmas time, the Jingle Cruise. We got to do Danny something. Danny does not enjoy that ride. Oh my gosh! It is so wonderful and wonderful. You're ruining this for me. <laughs> I'm gonna cancel Christmas. Oh no! I'm gonna steal it like the Grinch. Cancel culture at its finest, right now. Steal it, steal it like the Grinch. That wouldn't be good. No more Jingle Cruise. You're the worst. <laughs> Grinch. <laughs> I will happily take that if I don't have to go on the Jingle Cruise again. Sorry, yeah. not sorry. But anyway, to rewind, in case you haven't figured it out, we got to go to a Disney Christmas party this past Tuesday. We did. And thanks to the generosity of Danny's wonderful mom. Thank you, mom. Shout out to mom. And shout out to Katie and Megan, who are also there with us as well. Um, we had so much fun with the uh, the the Danny family, the Danny, <laughs> the Danny clan. <laughs> Thank you to the Dannys for visiting us. <laughs> or I guess technically we should. <clears throat> well, I'm not going to say my mom's first name. Yeah. But <laughs> we're just going to call them the Dannys. Yes. Um, yes. We I I loved having you guys here. I already miss you guys so so much. I love you guys so much. We had the best trip. And one of the they most, definitely miss me more. N- you know that's okay. <laughs> um, but the, one of the most amazing parts was um, my mom gifted us as a Christmas present. Um, she got us all the Christmas party to yes. go to together, which was so so special and so amazingly generous and sweet. And she loves Christmas, so this was something that she's been looking forward yeah. to, and we've all been looking forward to for quite some time. It was such a nice surprise because we, the two of us, didn't plan on going to a Christmas party this year. Um, we just didn't really have time, or wasn't really in the budget per se. But you know, like I said, it was very generously gifted to us, and we had a really good time. Yeah, we really did. Um, so we're gonna tell you guys all about it. So first off, we went this past Tuesday. And this evening was sold out. It was. So what we had ended up doing was, first off, uh, we decided that we were going to be hitting up a couple other things before then. A couple other things. A couple other things. So we went to Disney Springs that morning. We did. And did a little Christmas shopping, you know. Got uh, got some stuff for some friends and family. You know, got a lot of stuff. Uh, they're starting to get more merchandise into the stores, which is great. Yeah. And uh, after that, I'm, I feel like I'm missing something that we did that day. Did we just go to Disney Springs? Yeah. Huh. It feels like we had to do more that day. <laughs> the last like six or seven days has kind of felt like a blur. Oh, you know what we did? We went back to, we dropped them off at Art of Animation. Oh, yes, yes. And yes. then I gave them my Christmas presents early. That's right. So I was like, we did one other thing. <laughs> Um, Danny, the creative person that she is, um, gifted her family. Uh, we, she's been amassing pins over the last <laughs> uh, three or four months. Danny's become a little bit of like a, a professional pin trader. I mean, and uh, <laughs> she, she's been amassing these pins uh, in different themes that her family likes, um, and they, she put together these really cool little pin boards and gave them to him for Christmas. And then, and then uh, they got a, a couple other pins that uh, they 
could start trading with and they started trading and started really enjoying it. And so, so have I, I think it's a lot of fun. Yeah. And I mean, I normally don't tell people what I get my family for Christmas, but every time I went to the parks, I would like see something that reminded me of them. And I would be like, Oh, like there's a Tinkerbell for my mom or there's a dopey for um, Katie or there's a Pluto for my sister. And I would trade for it and I'd bring it home and I'd be like, I'm going to keep you for when I see them. Yep. And then slowly, so many, <laughs> slowly <it's> that <laughs> collection started 48 growing. Plutos in our house. Yes. And so <laughs> it slowly grew. And so, um, we did go and get to give those to them. And I'm excited for the next time that they visit to continue pin yeah. trading and for yeah. us to start pin trading together for now, sure. instead of me dragging you to the pin boards, let's see what they have. Yeah. <laughs> I'm definitely into it now for sure. <laughs> yeah. Well, we did that and then we went home and we changed and we got Christmasified and we headed off to Magic Kingdom. So first off, um, the Christmas party is a four hour event in Magic Kingdom. Now, this event runs through November 8th through December 21st on select nights. Correct. Now, when you get the party, when you purchase a ticket... You can actually enter the park at 7 p.m. Is that correct? 7 p.m. That is correct. And there is a designated entrance outside of Magic Kingdom for you to go through and pick up your event wristband. And if you are actually uh, an annual pass holder or if you're on vacation, you have a day ticket to Magic Kingdom and you're already inside at 7 o'clock, there's different spots around Magic Kingdom that you can actually pick up the wristband without having to leave the park and then go back through that designated entrance. Uh, we've, we picked up ours over in Tomorrowland, over next to where Stitch's Great Escape was. Um, I believe there was one over by uh, Pirates of the Caribbean, and uh, there was one uh, that the cast member told us that was actually at City Hall. Uh, right. right on Main Street there, and I can't remember exactly where the other two were. I think by Pinocchio's, maybe? Uh, I'm trying to remember. They were basically they're, all they're over all the over, park. Like once in, one in each land, essentially. So they started passing out those wristbands at 7, 7. p.m. Correct. Now, you could enter the park at 7 p.m., and uh, if you get to enter the park at 7 p.m., that gave you some time maybe to ride some rides while the park was still um, like open to the general yeah. people. And then also you could catch uh, Disney's Enchantment. You are the magic. So we actually were able to catch Disney's Enchantment uh, before the party even started. <laughs> by, by catch, you mean catch a glimpse of? <laughs> so here's the thing, guys. Christmas is really busy. It's really busy. Between the 50th and Christmas right now, there are a lot of people here yes and when you add in your regular crowd with your party crowd Uh you have a big crowd because it's definitely not the same there's definitely people who do do not go during the day and come just for the party but there's also a lot of people that are inside prior to because of like i said before you have a day ticket or anal pass holder and uh you have a party ticket as well so those two combined crowds in attendance at magic kingdom made for quite the viewing experience for enchantment so just real quick before we start talking specifically about the party have you seen a crowd that big for enchantment not, before not recently but i also haven't watched enchantment from that far back right um i would imagine that when we were all the way up by uh, the the hub on October first, I would imagine it was probably pretty similar, right? Um, but I couldn't see all the way back to Main Street where we were at that point, right? Um, but I would imagine at least a couple of times it's probably been that big. But that was a that was a crazy crowd. We got our wristbands, like I said, over in Tomorrowland, and then we we went back over to try to get into the hub to watch Enchantment, and there was just a wall of people. And they sent us back down, like through backstage behind Starbucks and, and down that way back onto Main Street. And literally from where you turn the corner to go up Main Street where the Christmas tree is, there was just a mob of people. Like packed in like sardines. Yeah. I mean, just to give you an idea, usually there's like one to two, um, you know, people who put their children on their shoulders during the <laughs> yeah. during the show. The like, best people. In, your, in like your <laughs> 10 foot vicinity. We had six like I, there was literally like a tiny army of like giant children and i understand you want your kids to see but like have some awareness of the area around you and don't put your kid above your eye level yeah because that's not fair 
I mean, I think one day we will have to debate this because I've actually seen different posts on Facebook where people are arguing for putting children on shoulders. I understand if they're like two and tiny and they're like a foot and a half above your head. But when you start putting 10-year-olds on your shoulders and they become a 10-foot human, I don't think that's right. I don't know. I think there's like there's some like even four or five-year-olds that are like almost my height like they can mean mug me right in the face <laughs> i mean there's ways to hold your children that their head is at the same level as yours and sure. you, can, you can do that well my whole point is that they deserve to see my whole point is that during this show right behind me there were four yeah right like, thank god they were right behind you like i felt like i was going to get attacked by a you know four children because i'm not sure if you guys can tell by pictures but danny is not a six foot tall person i am not <laughs> i am just just barely five feet tall yeah, right but um to the point where we were able to sneak into a little spot for enchantment and you were standing on the ground and i was standing on the sidewalk and i had my arm around you and i was leaning on you so i could lean like so you could see past one of the trees on main so street. i could lean like out over the sidewalk yeah. into main street and it was just it was not the best way to watch enchantment i just hung there yeah watching like you know part of the castle but the nice thing was my mom really wanted to see tinkerbell and she got to see tinkerbell yep. um we got to see and hear most of it sure to where... see tinkerbell twice but we'll talk about that later yeah but uh we got to see enchantment and then as soon it was as it was over we were like, run! Get to the side. Let everybody leave. It was like a tsunami of people just rushing out. I, I always feel like it's that scene in The Lion King where the... Yeah. <laughs> where the... the stampede. Yeah. A stampede. In, in, Simba's down there. Yeah. <laughs> in the gorge. In the gorge. Simba's down there. Simba. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> oh, I can't talk about that scene right now. It's too sad. Um, but so we ran off to the side. People were leaving the park at that time. Like everybody ran for like, yeah. you know, the boats and the uh, monorails and, you know, walking to wherever they were able to walk. Because so, one, of, I'm sorry to interrupt you, but because one of the cool things on, on Christmas party nights is that the park actually technically closes at eight, but enchantment's at eight. So that's really the people start leaving around 8.15. But once the park closes, quote unquote, to the public, they don't let anybody without a party wristband off of Main Street or out of the hub. It's also so you, a really you can't go into the other lands if you don't have a wristband. Right. It's really a good uh, way to like corral people. Yeah. And so that they're not like going back out to like grab a dole whip or right, like, exactly. you know, get that last minute thing. Um, but so we got to see Enchantment. Mm -hmm. uh, which was, you know, cool. My family was here. Yeah. So getting that extra viewing of Enchantment for them was awesome. And we already had our wristbands, which mm -hmm. when we went to go get in line uh, after 7 o'clock. line was long. It looked really long, but it was very efficient. Yeah, it moved. It moved very quickly. It, it moved people so, underneath the people mover. It did. You're right. So the prices range from 169 all the way to 249 this year. You. That's a lot yeah. of money. So it, it depended on what night you went, but those were the prices. Now, I will say those were the prices. And, and why, were, why is this past tense? Because the event for the rest of the holiday season is officially sold out. Now, that sounds a little, you know, wild when we say that, but it's also already December 10th. Right. So it's not exactly like we have tons and tons of time to be yeah, having not, these parties. There's not very many parties left. I mean, today's the 10th. So there's one, two, three, four, five, six more parties uh, between now and Christmas. Right. And they're all sold out. Um, so what's included in your admission, you get uh, different treats. So you get different ice cream treats, popcorn, select beverages, a seasonal treat, so cocoa and cookies. Uh, you get a limited number of guests, meaning shorter wait times in the park. You get different entertainment. You get early park access, like we said, at 7 p.m. when the party starts at 9 p.m. And then uh, you get, you can, if you'd like to, you can watch Enchantment, which is an offering for a regular park day. So those are all the things you get included in there. One of the things that on the list of things that you just went over, most of them were were part of the Mickey's Very Merry Christmas parties of the past. However, one thing on that list stood out to me that made this a little bit more uh, worth the extra money was the unlimited uh, snacks and desserts and 
non-alcoholic beverages uh, that were being offered during the event because they did offer cookies and hot cocoa at the Very Merry Christmas party. Um, but literally, you could walk up to any popcorn stand and just get a bag of popcorn. You could walk up to any stand and get a Mickey bar or a Mickey ice cream bar, um, ice cream sandwich. Um, you could get any soda, water. You could literally just get whatever you want and then just give it to you. And that kind of felt like a, a thing that you never really felt at Disney before. It was almost like an exclusive type thing. Yeah, I, I will say that, and we'll talk about it in a minute, but I really wish I had partaken more in that. I wish I had eaten my weight in Mickey bars, but yeah. I only had one. I only had one, too. I only had one. I had a little bit of popcorn, but the drinks were definitely worth it because those are 4 or $5 a pop. In those I bottles. definitely drank at least $15 <clears throat> of water. Oh, yeah, for sure. But, all right, so we're going to talk about what we got to do. So, first off, we left you guys here a couple minutes ago where we're running off to the side of Main Street. We're trying not to get trampled. We don't want to be from the scene in The Lion King, what, you know, where all the, uh, what is it, the wildebeest? The wildebeest. The wildebeest, where they're running and they're trampling. And in the gorge. We, we Simba's need, down there. We had a party to Simba. attend. So, you know, we tried to enjoy everything during this party. And one of the first things that was really exciting was all of the rides that we got to ride. Yeah, just about all of the rides were open. I can't think of any offhand that were closed, but I, I do know that they list some of the things, mainly probably like Tom Sawyer's Island and that kind of stuff that's that's not open. Right. Um, but it seemed to me like everything was was open and ready to go, and we got a lot done in that four-hour period in addition to all the exclusive party entertainment as well. So first off, um, the only thing we didn't get to do in terms of our like our attractions was we didn't get to go to the Christmas version of Monsters, Inc. Laugh Floor. Yeah, that's one thing we talked about doing because we were actually going to do it before the park closed, uh, before we were, we were going to go to watch Enchantment after we got our wristbands. And I guess it was like a 10 or 15-minute wait at that point. And so we just went to go watch Enchantment instead. Well, they had their coffees still. Oh, that's right. They wouldn't let us in with the drinks. So, that's right. So we had, we still had, you know, you're starting the night off late. Everybody had a little caffeine yeah. that we were trying we to kick we off the night with. Try to push it into the following morning pretty hard. I had already drank my refresher because I was yep. thirsty <laughs> from the day. But, you know, we a couple of people still had coffees. And so we didn't go in there. And so, um, we ended up not getting to do that, and then we just didn't make it back over there. But yeah. we did do eight different rides during the night. So we got to ride People Mover, Space Mountain. Which, unfortunately, if you guys remember from a couple years ago for the Very Merry Christmas Party, um, they actually did a Christmas layover in Space Mountain. And there was like red and green strobes playing everywhere and like this hardcore rock Christmas music, like Trans-Siberian Orchestra style. Right. And I was really hoping they were going to do that again for the party and it did not happen, which kind of bummed me out a little bit. Yeah. So they didn't have the overlay. Now, the that's the Christmas one. And then also, if you uh, didn't know this during the Halloween parties, they actually usually have Space Mountain in pitch black yeah. playing spooky sounds and music. And when you when you think of Space Mountain, you usually think it's hey, it's already pitch black. But no, it's it's definitely not. Um, you can definitely see the track at some points and you can definitely see um, things that are lit up inside the ride. But when it's pitch black, it, it is kind of freaky. You can't see a darn thing in there. And especially the spooky music. Yeah, that too. Um, so it was just regular Space Mountain, um, Small World, <laughs> Peter Pan's Flight, a wonderful Pirates of the Caribbean, Army Matey, Jingle Cruise, Jingle Cruise, Mine Train, and hi -ho, hi -ho. and uh, Cinderella's Carousel. <laughs> I almost said Cinderella's <laughs> Carousel of Progress. <laughs> See that? That's what I would go to. <laughs> <laughs> There's a great big beautiful princess. <laughs> She's dancing down the main train every day. <laughs> well, we got to ride all eight of those rides. Um, you know, Jingle Cruise because all of you wanted to go on it. And yeah, yep. <laughs> that's all you. Peter Pan's flight because mom wanted to go on it. We will always go on Peter Pan's flight always. because my mom loves yep, it. She loves Period it. Period. Exclamation yep. point. And the carousel was actually kind of fun because it's something that 
on a normal day, you don't want to wait for 75 hours. Oh, my God. I can't believe how long that wait is sometimes. Because do you know why? It's because it's the quintessential Disney like image in your head. Is it? Well, think about when you used to get the videos in the mail. Sure. Yes, kids. We used to get videos in the mail about our <laughs> Disney vacation. And used to ride it with Mickey Mouse, which never happened. But if you think about it, you think of the slow motion Disney carousel. Sure. Can't you see that in your head? Yeah, sure. Where the kids are like laughing. Yeah. That your heart can just take wings. <laughs> Remember the oh, magic. And, and you're just slow motion carouseling. Right? Sure. Come on. <laughs> Come on. You know exactly what I'm talking about. Do I? Yes, you do. <laughs> just picture it, guys. You, you know exactly what Danny's talking about. And I'm just laughing, throwing my head back in slow motion. What a magical place to be. <laughs> Up and down, round and round. Wow, there's the castle. <laughs> and it's gone. Oh, there it is again. <laughs> and it's gone again. Mom, take a picture of me. Yes, I have carousel music handy. <laughs> You're welcome. You're welcome. <laughs> um, but yeah, we got to ride all of those rides, including the carousel. And we also got to um, meet princesses. We didn't get to, we decided not to meet all four of the princesses. We met um, the princess Cinderella and Elena of Avalor. Elena. Who was really fun. She and was. I and I didn't I, I'm not too familiar with like the Disney Junior stuff. Sure. Which I think she's from, right? Yeah. Um but she was really fun. She was really interactive and she was funny. I just think of I the kazoo her. kid where I'm like, wait, <laughs> who are you? <laughs> she was really fun, nice. Fun, 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 fun. <laughs> Maybe we'll have to watch the <laughs> kazoo video for fun, fun, fun. Uh, oh um goodness. and Cinderella was so like both she of them. She was perfectly were in character. Both of them were so great with the kids, yeah. especially having to still be, be you know, somewhat social distanced. Um, and, you know, I like that they were like, would you like to take a self-portrait? Yeah. Like, <laughs> I guess Disney princesses can't say. I could have hung there and chatted with Elena for a while. But Cinderella, like, you can only kind of talk with her in character for a certain amount of point, a certain amount of time for me. But Elena, I thought was really fun, like going back and forth. Sure. I mean, Cinderella was, you know, came to life in what, the 40s, 50s? Uh, sure. I mean, Elena, she was talking about tamales and having a fiesta. Yeah, so, I mean, I'm all for that. So my kind of my kind of woman. That's, well, I'm from San Antonio. I know. So you obviously See, chose that's the point correctly. I was making. <laughs> tamales and fiestas and Texas. There you go. There you go. Nice save. <laughs> Well, there was a lot of other things that we got to uh, do during this party. Mm -hmm. So first off, rides. All right. So you're hearing this, you're going, cool, I can do that during the day, right? Now, the wait times, first off, were very, very good. Um, a lot of the wait times, I would say, were about five minutes. Yeah. And some of them were a little bit higher during some points, but usually they were around like 20 minutes. At the most. Um, usually Seven Dwarfs Mine Train is a very popular ride at these type of events because people know that the lines are going to be shorter, so they go there. Right. And so it's usually the longest line in the park, and it's usually never more than 20 to 25 minutes. But we we barely waited that. Like, that's what the list of time says, and we barely waited that. Um, but like Danny said, everything else that we went on, we literally walked on Smart World. We, we walked on Peter Pan's flight. We walked on... Uh, the space carousel, the, the space mountain. Literally, it was crazy how how quickly we're getting on some of these rides. Um, that definitely makes the the ticket price feel more worth it for sure. Yeah, absolutely. So they, d I will say that first off, uh, the wait times held up. Where you know, I was not sure what to expect. At you know, if if we were still going to have a little bit of a wait time, but I was very happy with the minimal amount of time that. Ha we had to wait. Everything was more or less a walk-on. Now, another thing that we got to do is we got to have snacks. So we already kind of talked about what snacks were offered. How do you feel we did with making use of the snacks? I don't think we nearly got enough snacks to to justify everything. We definitely could have gotten more. So at the beginning of the party, the lines were kind of long. Went, yeah. Every single popcorn stand we walked by was like 20, 25 people deep. And it was just like, 
do we go on do we go on rides? Do we go watch a show or are we wait in line for fifteen minutes for popcorn? Right. During a four hour event. Do we wait for that or we wait till a little bit later and see if the lines shorten up a little bit? Yeah. And they did end up shortening. They did, up. yeah, for sure. And the other thing was that they weren't being like, okay, one thing per person. So yeah. at one point you had run in to grab something for somebody from one of the gift shops yep. and uh I was trying to get you a drink because, you know, we were thirsty. And I was like, could I please have like one more drink? And they were like, take as many as you want. And I was like, <laughs> okay. And another thing is that they, you don't wait for transactions as well. Right. So they're, they're just handing you whatever handing you want. Handing you stuff and you go. And that's so, it. And they had like water and different sodas, Powerades. Yep. Um, they had uh, popcorn, different ice creams. And they just had everything ready and they were grabbing and handing to you. Right. Uh, now I know for it was the a ice nice touch, yeah, and for the ice creams they also had Mickey bars. They had the ice cream sandwiches, and I believe they had like a like the strawberry the bar. fruit bars. Yeah. yeah, so they had lots of options, and then we also had hot cocoa and cookies. Which that hot cocoa was spectacular. It really was. It was like the perfect temperature where it's not too hot to burn your your roof of your mouth or your tongue, but it was not too hot for Florida. <laughs> You know right. what I mean? Right. It was I, like that perfect, like lukewarm temperature, a little bit warmer than lukewarm, I guess. And the snickerdoodle cookie that we got with it was excellent. Yeah. It was the perfect cocoa temperature, yeah. I would say. Yeah. Because I will say that when we drank cocoa at SeaWorld, I did slightly burn my tongue. But that cocoa would have been cold very it quickly very, on a cold night. It was very cold. And I also probably should have waited, but I was very excited to try my hot cocoa. Yeah, but yeah. you you definitely like didn't really have a chance of doing that no. here. Now, we only got hot cocoa and a cookie once because I think we just forgot. We were just trying to do everything. And then anytime we were getting snacks, we, we were either like grabbing drinks you know one of us is grabbing popcorn and sharing it one of us was grabbing an ice cream bar yeah so um i do feel like we probably could have utilized the snack stands more yeah and uh we did not but i definitely like had at least four water bottles i brought two home yep um i made it a point to have my mickey bar i had to have my mickey i had my mickey bar on the mouse so good so the mouse paid for it well, I guess mom paid for it technically, <laughs> but, um, you know, we, we got to have those. So having those snacks and such, uh, were, was an amazing part of the party. Just being yeah. able to walk up and grab a snack Very at cool. no cost. Um, extra cost. An, well, no extra cost. True. Um, another small thing that we got to see was a dance party that was out in Tomorrowland. Yeah, Club Tinsel. Tinsel, Tinsel. <laughs> it was it was out on the Tomorrowland stage where you normally see the the meet and greet characters over by Space Mountain there, and um, it was really it was fun. There was a lot of people gathered around. You had Santa Stitch out there doing his his dance moves, which were really impressive for somebody uh, in costume. Put right it that way. And then the DJ up there he was, was great. He was he had some great dance moves. He was keeping everybody like he had some spunk. Yeah, he had some spunk. He was keeping everybody like hype, entertained. The music was really good. Um, what was Engaged. that song? The the one that was like oh the, the song from Fresh Prince. Yeah, that the, one. The um, jump uh, Apache jump on, on it. it jump, jump on, on it. it. Yeah. yeah, we were dancing to that for a while, and then um, I'm trying to remember what else they played. Oh, I would have lost it if he played. Tom Jones, it's not unusual. Well, <laughs> get hit all the fresh, the fresh Prince hits. <laughs> I wouldn't. I, I couldn't dance like that. Well, I think he played. Uh, what is that song? Um, I'm trying to think of. Stop. Wait a minute. Um, Bruno Mars. Uh, yeah, Bruno Mars. Um, Uptown Funk. Yeah, they play. I remember he played Uptown Funk. So everything kind of had that like feel that like yeah. keep it like keep the energy at a, a high energy, and um, you know Stitch was running around dancing with everybody on stage. So that was one thing you got that is a really cool experience that you don't usually get during the day right now. Right. So overall, those are the things that we got when we were walking around. Aside from also the Christmas music, everything's decorated. Um, you know the whole experience just feels you know, very immersive and also being at Magic Kingdom at night, first off. Is there anything better than Magic Kingdom at night? No, there is not. There's no thing there's nothing better than theme parks at night. And it's a darn shame, if any of you guys are listening, it's a darn shame that you close so darn early. Because <sighs> Magic Kingdom, Hollywood Studios, Epcot, Animal Kingdom, Universal, SeaWorld, everything is just so much better at night. 
and when everything's all lit up, especially during the holidays, especially during the holidays, everything should be open late. I know it's probably a staffing thing, but maybe open later during the day and be open later at night because everything lit up is truly, truly magical. Some of us have jobs and some of us would come to the theme parks after work if you didn't close so early and give spend more money. Yeah. So even my family was like, why don't you go to Magic or um, Animal Kingdom as often? I was like, well, it closes at seven. Yeah. (laughs) And I'm out at five. By the time I get over there, like nothing is opened. I mean, by the time you park without trams. Oh, my gosh. By by the time you park without trams (laughs) and get through the the front gate, it'll be after six o'clock and you got no time to do anything. Yes. Well, hopefully that will change here in the future. But and we live close. We do. I would say 10 minutes. Yeah. 15 maybe for Animal Kingdom, but everything else is under 15 for sure. Yeah, but we got to experience all of that at night, but with the night comes some wonderful entertainment. Excuse me, I'm feeling a little under the weather if you hear me coughing in the background. Um, got some allergies. Got a little allergies going on right now. My, uh, My voice is a little shot, but go ahead, Danny. Oh, so I was saying at night comes all of the different entertainment. Yeah. And so on top of being at Magic Kingdom at night... We also got to experience this entertainment. Now, uh, let's go in order. Okay. First, the first thing we got to experience, and wait, er, I'm going to put it pause real quick. Stop. Collaborate wait. in the scene. <laughs> one thing that I do have to say about this entertainment before we go into each one, when we got to see all of these things, we had space. Oh my gosh, yes. Yes. One thing that I miss about the past two years, and this is the only thing I miss, is people not being on top of us during shows and such. Because people have quickly (laughs) gone back to being very close to you during things like fireworks. Correct. Now, during these evening shows at the parties, you had enough room to dance, to dance big, wave your arms like a Muppet, you know, do do kicks, <laughs> do kicks all down Main Street, whatever you wanted. You had the space to do it. And having that is a huge benefit of yeah. going to these parties. You are absolutely right. We had so much room to just kind of move around <laughs> and find a good spot for certain entertainment things that we're going to talk to you about in just a second. But we had no problem. We didn't have to step over people and squeeze through and, you know, you do like the cha-cha slide in between families. and Or try to peek over somebody's shoulder because you can't move anywhere. There was just so much room for activities. Yeah. Um, There was just so much. It was awesome. So that is a huge benefit of going to one of these parties, being able to have the space and be able to walk up to one of these entertainment offerings almost last minute and still get a fantastic spot where everybody yeah. isn't on top of you. Well, okay, so we paused it. We're going to keep going. The first thing we got to do was what? We had a wonderful spot right at the top of the hub, uh, right where the train tracks from Main Street meet the hub, um, to watch Minnie's wonderful Christmas time fireworks spectacular. And I emphasize the word spectacular, and you can see it in beautiful, stunning 4K on our YouTube channel, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, how amazing this fireworks show was. So first off, we've seen this fireworks show before. We saw it back in 2019. Correct. And so uh, this show is wonderful. Absolutely wonderful. The soundtrack is fantastic. It's stunning visually. And the thing that they did this year was they absolutely went in and enhanced the projections. Yes. How stunning were the projections? The projections were amazing. They were crystal clear. Um, One of my favorite parts about this, the wonderful Christmas time fireworks is that it's not like a glorified clip show where it's like, you see random characters popping up all over the place. Like this castle show literally had the emphasis on the castle and the castle was dancing and the castle was shape-shifting and it was beautiful and they definitely stepped up their game from 2019 into 2021 with the projections and the spotlights and the fireworks are beautiful the music is awesome i cannot recommend this show enough and if you want to see it again go to our youtube dot youtube.com slash a couple of park hours and i will say that this show translates 
beautifully on camera. It sure too. does. I've watched it several <laughs> times since <laughs> since so, I posted it. So have I. And like this is, I, I can't recommend enough. If you need a little Christmas cheer to go watch that, you won't, you will not, uh, you know, regret watch getting a chance to watch this fireworks show. Right. And um, one thing I do want to say is my family had seen Enchantment three different times. And each time they saw Enchantment, um, it was first off is really difficult for them to get a good view. Um, it was every time we try to grab a spot, even if we went early, we just n- never were able to get somewhere where somebody wasn't putting their kids on their shoulders or somebody was blocking us. One thing I've noticed about Enchantment recently is because when we watched October first, I was like, I really like this this show. The music doesn't grab you as much as Happily Ever After did, but I really like this show. The more I watch it from different spots other than where we watched on October 1st, there's not a lot of good spots to watch it. It feels like the music is quieter certain spots. It feels like you can't see a lot of things from certain spots. So it's another one of those shows that you you literally, to get the full experience, you have to be like front and center. Yeah, and my family said after we watched the fireworks show that that felt like the first time they had actually gotten to see a fireworks show at Magic Kingdom during the whole trip Yeah, because of just like the sound issues, the viewing issues. Yeah. And, you know, they really enjoyed watching Enchantment. And, you know, we, we have our feelings about the soundtrack, but it's really hard to compare it when they really knocked the uh, the Minnie's Wonderful Christmas Time Fireworks out of the park. It was awesome. And then some. It so was awesome. Also, it gives you all the feels with that when we're together oh, at the very end. Who would have thought that the song from the Frozen short that everybody hated because it was in, it was on, uh, it was like 25 minutes before Coco. So when the, you went to go see Coco in theaters, everybody was like, why is this 25 minute Frozen short before my movie? Well, the whole part about that was that they thought that because Coco, they didn't think it was going to do well. No. And so they added in a frozen short to kind of bribe right. the kiddos to come to the movies. Sure. Mom, uh, I want to go see Olaf at the movies. Right. <laughs> and but like I was saying, who would have thought that the, like the main song from that short would ultimately be one of the best like holiday theme songs that Disney's ever produced. I was like that brought me to tears. Yeah. And so I just that was such a good show and being able to be there with my family and also, you know, you, my family, and not worrying about people blocking our view. Because yeah. that's one thing sometimes that is distracting for me being like, it, it, kill, hey, is, it kills is, me. You know, hey, is that person blocking you? Oh, it kills me because, like, and you obviously are, are doing because it's your family, but you are in the same boat as them where I'm taller than you guys. Yeah. And like the one time we watched Harmonious, like I sat there and I waited for a good spot, and then this werewolf of a man stood in front of us. Yeah. And I could see around him like nine foot tall and like, like yeah, like hairy as all hell. Um, <laughs> but yeah. we'll just he, leave it at that. Yeah, yeah. Um, his hairline on his head did not end, and also his manner. <laughs> also his manners. Yeah, he right. just he just literally stepped within like six inches of me, right, and blocked, blocked my view. Your entire view, and then poor Megan. You know, you guys are all. Around five feet ish. Yeah, Katie's uh, probably the tallest of all of you guys, right? <laughs> sure. Um, <laughs> just, just don't think of Katie as tall. I think she's taller than all. Yeah, of you guys. she is. Yeah. So Katie was like, I can see okay, and then poor Megan's like, I can't see anything, and Danny's like, I can't see anything. And your mom's like, playing along. She's like, I'm fine, but she really wasn't. You know, I, I knew she couldn't see. It was just so. I tough. felt so bad because like, you wait for these spots, and then people just jump in front of you, and ruins the experience but back to what danny was saying about these parties is that we had so much room to spread out that we had an absolutely perfect dead on center view of the uh wonderful christmas time fireworks show and it got it made so much more enjoyable for us and also i noticed that not nobody had their kids on their shoulders because their kids have enough room to stand where they were and see right right so it and kind you could of, move if they did right i mean if that had happened i would have been like you got to be kidding me but yeah overall um, that fireworks show, even just having that would have been amazing. Yeah. But wait, there's, there's more. There's more. So the next thing we got to see was... The return of Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. So one thing I have to say about this is we ran down to the very, very... Would you call that the the beginning of Main Street? Yeah, it's right by the Christmas tree as, right. as it makes that circle around uh, where... 
uh, City Hall and the train station and stuff is. And the, sh- the parade had already started out in Frontierland. Right. So we were trying to find a spot. Now, normally, if we were trying to find a spot for a parade after the parade had started, don't even try. Um, on a regular day, there's no point. Um, and we were actually able to f- not only find a great spot, but find a spot where we could record our video. Yeah. Isn't that right? Yes, we have another video, youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, a one-stop POV from that spot where we watched it uh, of the uh, Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. These are very long names. Yeah. <laughs> I almost said Mickey's Not-So-Scary Parade. <laughs> that would have been so wrong. Mickey's Not-So-Scary Christmas Time Parade. Mickey's Once Upon a Christmas Time Parade. That's another remix. Yeah. <laughs> Mickey's not so scary Christmas time parade, but we got to walk up. Uh, you know, I think it was maybe ten minutes after the parade had started. Yeah, grab a spot, get a good spot. I was able to sit on the ground yeah, between front and center. The, between. Well, it was between these two girls, and I kind of was like, oh, I'm just like kind of stand behind sit right here i'm just gonna sit right here and, but i was standing like behind or sitting a little bit behind them because i didn't want to just like squeeze my way in between them right but my mom was able to see perfectly you were, i i know you were recording that and yep. so you had a great shot down main street and what did you think of the parade i thought it was great um it's so nice to see that parade come back because we had seen it in years and it did look like they downsized it a little bit i remember far more toy soldiers being in that parade it was definitely um, a little bit smaller. It was definitely shorter, for sure. Because I think our video, I think, in total is like 13 minutes. And I feel like it was always like 17, 18 minutes by the time the parade had passed you. Um, so th- I think it was definitely a little bit shorter. But it was so nice to see a parade back at Magic Kingdom and not just like one float going by at a time and not stopping like the cavalcades. Right. It was just a continuous flow of characters and floats and then you of course you get santa claus at the end which was always a nice touch so i i also forgot how slow a parade moves yeah because once it rounded in front of the castle and you know dropped onto main street up there at the end and coming toward us i was just sitting there and i was like oh my gosh, this parade has been coming down Main Street for like a very long time. And you could start hearing the music faintly in the background and then it starts working its way down the speakers down at uh, down on Main Street. And finally it started playing around us. It's like, yes, it's here. Yeah, and this was the first parade we had seen since 2020. Yeah. And the parade that we saw last was Festival of Fantasy. Which is coming back in 2022. I just want to know when these yeah, things we'll be are there. happening. We'll definitely be there. You know those people who camp out for concert tickets back in the 90s? That'll be us for the parades. <laughs> um, but seeing a parade on Main Street again gave me all the feels. Especially with all the lights and the decorations for, for Christmas and the castle in the background. And it was like eerily foggy that night, which made everything look even more cool. Yeah. Um, and then the snow coming down. And it was just it's such a magical experience watching that from that point of view. Yeah, and overall, that parade was absolutely wonderful. Um, I, I just, it just puts you in the Christmas spirit it getting does. to watch it. And I just, the whole time, I just kept like. Except for Clarabelle Cow. Boo. <laughs> boo. We'll get to that later. Okay. Because she's in the parade too, but boo. Yes. But overall, um, what did you think of being able to watch the parade and, and where we got to watch it with like uh, just last minute? That's a spot that I've never watched a parade from. And really? I always wanted to because that shot of like them coming at you down Main Street looks so cool in videos and photos to me. And that's the only, that's the first time I'd watch it from that perspective. And I loved it. And I didn't even have my phone with me because I was going to take videos and pictures. Yeah. But we were actually recording on my phone. I was using it. Yeah. Because <laughs> we I got, I got a new phone. And Danny so. got the fancy pants iPhone 13 <laughs> Pro Max. <laughs> Yay with me. With cinematic mode. <laughs> yes. We need to learn how to shoot with that. It's okay I it's, think it's probably not good for park stuff i honestly. think that we'll probably find ways to use it but i don't know it's it's basically video portrait mode so it like focuses on certain things and then kind of blurs the stuff around it it's just we thought we could use it for like parades and stuff but it it tries to focus on too much stuff and yeah. so we'll just well, turn the frame rate down and it'll look a little bit more cinematic yeah we'll, we'll go shoot it in 24 frames per second instead of 30 we'll, we'll figure out how to use it yeah. but but we you were using my phone so i wasn't able to take any videos or pictures or anything and just getting to watch it also was just yeah. very cool that's why i took her phone 
so she could enjoy it. I'm, I'm not mad about it. But uh, we got to watch the parade at a beautiful spot. And I think we'll definitely try to, sh- you know, get to watch parades in that spot again because it's just there's no other view from there that just that parade coming straight down Main Street with the castle in the background. And now here's the best part about the entertainment offerings here at the uh, the After Hours event is that all of these things happen multiple times. Right. So you don't have to, it's not appointment viewing to see one thing. Like you're trying to cram as much as you can into that four hour experience from 9 a.m. or 9 p.m. to 1 a.m. And for us, I think we, our goal was usually the first parade is very busy right. at these parties. So we said, we'll watch the second one, which happened to be just after midnight. I think it was 12.05. Yeah, something and like that. Um, the first one was like 9.30 or 10 o'clock, somewhere around there. But we said, hey, let's go focus on getting on as many rides as we possibly can and devouring snacks and going to do like all the other stuff first. And then we'll worry about the entertainment stuff later. The beautiful part about all that is that we watched the uh, the fireworks at 11.15, which was only one show. So I take that back. It was only one show for the fireworks, but the other two things happened multiple times. Right. Um, the Christmas parade was at 12.05. Right. And then the third thing that we did was right before the night ended at 12.50. So it, we got to close our night with a really fun little show on the stage, which was... Mickey and Minnie's Very Merry Memories. Now this, the reason why it's called Very Merry Memories is because it, because it actually took... Um, and I'm going to read a direct quote here. It says, uh, join Mickey and his pals for a celebration filled with music, dancing, and nostalgic Yuletide fun. Behold a brilliant holiday performance at Cinderella Castle inspired by beloved Magic Kingdom holiday shows of the past. Uh, Mickey's Twas the Nights Before Christmas, celebrate the season, and Mickey's Most Merriest Celebration. So if you see the video, which is on youtube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, yes. you see different pieces from former... Christmas stage shows all in one show. Right. That's why it's called Mickey and Minnie's Very Merry Memories. So one thing that I thought was absolutely wild about this show was the fact that we were, and you said it earlier, we were watching this show at one o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was 12.50 when the show started and it was like 15, 16 minutes long. Yeah, and so you were recording this and I was dancing around with my family. Yeah, I wanted you to have fun. Enjoy it. I mean, I appreciate that because I wanted to like dance around and have fun with yeah. my family and dance. We did. And the videos don't come out as good when I'm dancing around. No, I mean, <laughs> if 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 we were recording you dancing, they would turn out great. But <laughs> yes, if you're recording a video, yes. we do need to, you know, watch the thing. But I had so much room to dance around. I felt ridiculous. Yeah. I was like spinning around with my arms like a Muppet and my my whole family was dancing around. And how good was this stage show. It was awesome. Um, the lighting was spectacular. I thought there was going to be a little bit more firework blasts, kind of like there used to be during the uh, their, the, the day stage shows, the uh, um, Royal Friendship Fair. There was, I think there was a couple of firework blasts in that show. I think so. Uh, and then one, obviously, at the end. So where I was shooting from, I was trying to get the whole castle in the frame and then get the, the firework blast, but there ended up only being one at the end. So the video is a little further away than I would have loved, but it still came out amazing on video. Like this castle photographs just so incredible. And the stage show itself, it featured so many characters. We had Mickey, Minnie, Donald, Daisy, Goofy, Pluto, Chip and Dale, the three caballeros, the three caballeros. Um, they had two live performers who were amazing at we had, what they did. We had dancers that were just absolutely yeah. like doing amazing on stage. It was great. Uh, and overall, I would say that again, just like we talked about with the other entertainment offerings. How good did it feel to watch a, sh- a stage show, like a full stage show yeah. again? It was so nice to see Mickey and Minnie and the gang up there and like moving their mouths and their eyes and like doing their thing again for the first time in so long, like almost two years long. Um, we need a name <clears throat> that when we're talking about like that kind of character, like yeah. where they move their eyes and T- mouth and stuff. Talking Mickey. I Minnie. guess talking Mickey. I was going to say living, but that sounds oh, like yeah the, alive like, yeah that doesn't because th- what's the opposite <laughs> animated animated i c- we'll figure out a way to like describe animated it mickey but Anna mickey but also you had like um chip and dale with their mouths yeah, moving how pluto. cute were they oh my gosh pluto when his eyes open and close and he's able, able to open and close his mouth he just looks so cute because his tongue isn't hanging out of the side of his mouth oh and just God. like flying around. One one thing I 
vividly remember from this show. And I looked at you when it happened, and we were both laughing hysterically. And I'm pretty sure it ended up in the video as well. But there was a doorbell at one point <laughs> during, during the show. It goes ding ding, and then Pluto goes. <laughs> yeah, we did. And it is the exact same way that Simba, hi buddy, rela- reacts to a doorbell here at our apartment. And it is. It, we both looked at each other, just laughing hysterically, because it just reminded me of our little guy over here. Side note: um, We've been watching TV shows together, like when oh. we eat dinner and stuff. And so we've been watching. Full House because I'd never watched it before and it's so lovely and it's I love wonderful. it so much but oh my gosh are there so many doorbells in this show oh my gosh I know there's so many people coming through the front door of the Tanner household at all <laughs> times except for Kimmy Gilder she does not ring the doorbell she just walks in no um, and and then when Michelle ran away it was like yeah. ding dong ding dong ding oh dong ding dong there was like f- there was one episode we watched the other night I swear to god there was like five doorbells and he ran to the door screaming <laughs> after know, every single we don't even have a doorbell here it's just, I know it's just like <laughs> He's been conditioned when he hears a doorbell to like protect uh, the home. Yeah, but yes, so that was so funny. There was a moment in that show where we definitely looked at each other and we're yeah. Because I I feel like when I hear a doorbell, I brace myself for barking. I guess even if it's Pluto. And while we're talking about high notes of the show, the low note of the show for me was where my nemesis Clarabel Cow was singing the worst Christmas song ever made, the Mariah Carey "All I Want for Christmas," and it was horrendous it was so bad i i gave danny the thumbs down while i was filming compromising the video and it was just ugh, no no i don't even know why i hate clarabelle cow i think it's just her voice ooh, ooh. she sounds like uh charlie in the box from the old rudolph and Red, the red-nosed reindeer claymation thing i'm charlie in the box now you have to say you have to say i don't want a lot for all i don't my- want a lot for christmas but like the funny thing is she's like She's not per- in tune. She she's stinks. pretending to. Boo. She's pretending to be Mariah boo. Carey. Boo the, boo the moo. So she like gets <laughs> carried in in a she's a, in diva. a glittery sleigh, carried in by reindeer men wearing like glittery Damn. outfits, and Damn. she has like she's just, uh, it's just it's no. it, it's more funny than how much you dislike her. I don't care about cow. Yeah. <laughs> But okay, <laughs> how did you like the stage show across? Uh, aside, aside from, from her, Clarabelle, it was a solid A plus. But Clarabelle Cow made it an A minus. And um, <laughs> like Bill said earlier, just because of the averages, you yourself can go watch that stage show on YouTube.com slash a couple of park hoppers, yes. and you can watch the Clarabelle Cow part two and see if and you boo dis- along with me and you can see how you enjoy <laughs> that part i don't actually hate her i just i think it's not great. it every time she's around we're like what <laughs> and during the during the uh the parade where she's doing the scrumptious scrumptious yummy yummy yum oh god yummy 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 sounds like seinfeld or something what's the matter with that that's a show i haven't watched yet but Yes, I agree with you. Every time I, we see her, we're like, what is happening? What are you doing here? Are yeah. you Goofy's Go wife? Go away. You're yeah. a cow. He's a dog. It's, it's wrong. Yeah, I, that, that's a whole <laughs> different rabbit hole to run down. <laughs> that's a goofy movie. That's a goofy movie. <laughs> well, one last thing I want to talk about that is 100% not advertised on the, uh, on the website is that the park closes at one, but yep. they actually don't kick you out at one that was one of my favorite parts of the night that you could tell that some of the cast members especially the ones up near the castle while people are taking photos like they were approaching you and asking you if you wanted to get a photo taken like they wanted to take your phone and take photos and stuff but they truly appreciated being there at that point and we were just sitting around like chatting with some of the cast members they were like we got nothing else to do right now like we're just hanging out and we're enjoying talking to you guys and it's like oh this is this is great like it just felt like for the first time in in over two years or almost two years yeah exactly (laughs) um that cast members kind of felt appreciated i I guess you found what on the web siri what did you find where did that come from? I don't know. Was it you or from me? Oh, it was from me. Oops. Oh. <laughs> um, yeah, it was It was great to see. We had two wonderful cast members, and, and I can't remember their names to save my life, but they were so gracious, and they were taking photos and videos and stuff of us. It was It was awesome. They got to play with my gimbal, which was which was fun. They, uh, they, we had this, the, the stabilizer that I was the shooting. The stabilizer, the, the it's the called videos. a gimbal, yeah. Um, and they were like 
ooh, this is such a fun toy. And they were How moving, does that work? moving my phone around and taking pictures. It was great. So overall, what what we're kind of getting at is the park closes at one and they don't really start kicking you out until about Almost two. two. Yeah. We didn't leave Magic Kingdom until two. So we yeah. started out by setting up the gimbal on a trash can and trying to take photos. So if you have an Apple phone and an Apple watch, you can actually pull up the camera on your phone and then take photos on like use the like snap like a snapshot it's like a viewfinder almost a viewfinder. On, on your watch which is really cool yeah so we started with that and then you know those wonderful cast members took photos for us you and i were playing around with the camera yeah um my mom and sisters were running around just taking pictures and yep. taking in like magic kingdom yep. and then we stopped uh i would say at the very front of the hub would you call that the front yeah like right before you walk towards the partner statue in the castle. Right we were, Main Street meets the hub, essentially. And we were able to take photos. And I kind of said to you like, hey, I have an idea. Like, let's take photos like sitting down. And you took some great photos of like me and my sisters and my mom. And then... Uh, we even shot Danny's new uh, hip hop album cover with Katie. <laughs> <laughs> we'll, we'll post that picture if Katie allows us to. And we got some <laughs> awesome photos of us too. Yeah, like, we did. W- uh, us sitting, sitting on, main, on main street with no one around with an empty magic kingdom and it was just one of those things where those are the photos that like you don't get very no, often never and even previously when the parks were close like like very close to being like almost empty because you know during the pandemic you still had to wear a mask and if you took off a mask when you were even outside like it just was it wasn't a very good look to like snap a photo and make the jobs harder on the cast members. Right. So that was not something that we ever tried to do. And so being able to have that opportunity to get those photos surrounded by, you know, the people we love and, you know, get photos of all of us together. It, it was just a really special thing to be at an empty Disney park at two o'clock in the morning. Yeah, it was wonderful. Uh so, and I will say we got, by the time we got to our car, it was like 2.45. So we it were was late. It was late. My mom called. She was like, are you at the car yet? We were like, no, <laughs> <laughs> not yet. Almost there. We had to take the monorail back. And but luckily car, the monorail line wasn't bad. It, well, you were parked pretty far back. So I don't even know if they would have trams that running that late, even if they were. I don't know. But overall, um, let's talk about how we feel about this party. What, um, what do you think about my experience was wonderful. I had a great time. Now, would would I say that the experience justified the very high price tag? I would say probably not, especially the later dates that we like we discussed before were like 249 in late December for a one-night experience. That's a lot. That's a lot of money. It's a, it's a huge jump from previous very merry Christmas parties. But overall, if you're looking for something like we just described, like an empty Magic Kingdom, three amazing shows, walk-ons to rides, and money's not an issue for you, or you are willing to kind of splurge on a one-night event, then definitely do this party, for sure. How about you, Danny? What do you think? So I slightly agree with you. Okay. So I think... It's better radio if we disagree. So here's my my thought process. So... I think that compared to the wait times first off that are happening during the day, um, that alone is worth the additional charge. So just overall, like I'm not saying like, I'm just saying that's worth the extra money. Then when you add in parades, which we, you, you cannot see in park, um, at least unless you rewind back to 2020 at the beginning of 2020, um, stage show, um, a good fireworks show at Magic Kingdom, um, you get all of those things included. And I think that overall, I know that the price starting at 169 is a little bit a little bit more expensive. But when I think back to 2019, the Halloween party, I, I paid almost $140 for a Halloween party. 169 is not a horrid price for this. However, the only dates that are 169 are literally the first week of November. Sure. But what I'm saying is I have spent way more on things like concert tickets, um, meet and greets. Uh, I have spent more on, I spent, I I guess I don't spend money like 
frivolously in it by any means, but I think when yeah, it comes, she doesn't buy me anything. <laughs> okay. <laughs> okay. Jab 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 jab. Someone just made the naughty list. Uh oh. You're not getting anything for Christmas this year, Mister. Guess I'll return your gifts too. Uh huh. He never gets me anything either. Go on. So my whole point is that um, I think it depends on how people feel about um, the experience. Because in my opinion, people will drop hundreds and hundreds of dollars for one concert and or hundreds of dollars for one day at a theme park. And it depends how you want to spend your time. If you prefer, instead of spending like buying a one day ticket, like a one day park hopper, or maybe getting spending a little bit more and getting that experience and maybe spending the rest of the day doing something else vacation like by the pool. chilling by the pool going to Disney Springs um you know sleeping in just vacationing being, for the first time yeah, in Disney World <laughs> relaxing a little bit yeah i think that the worth of or the cost i would more say um i think that it depends on the person because I don't think that it's as crazy as uh, people were saying that it was. I think it's more than... I think it was just a jarring jump from previous prices. I think it's a little bit steeper. Yeah. But I think that with what you get for it, especially if you're looking at things like being able to walk on Space Mountain instead of waiting for 75 minutes. You're right. You're absolutely like right. those little things all add up. Time is money. Like some people go on less than eight rides during an entire day at Magic yeah, Kingdom. Yeah, for sure. So, and on top of having all of those offerings that you can't get currently, I just think that it was the value. It was just incredible, and and just being able to have space and spend time with the family and take those empty pictures on Main Street. But then again. Some people might go to the party and not see the offerings or they might leave early and not get to do that. So I think it's each to their own. But for us, it was so special and so, so worth it. We, I'm going to end my uh, part of the episode here with these thoughts. And the more I hear you talk about it, the more I thought about this. Um, We're a positive bunch over here at a couple of park hoppers. We try to be. And, you know, sometimes theme parks deserve criticism. But for the most part, we're very positive over here, and we try to bring you guys the magic and all that. But kind of capitalizing on what Danny was just trying to say, I think I might have changed my opinion a little bit. Yes, I do think the price was a little steep, and very fortunately for us, we didn't have to pay for it. Thank you again to uh, Danny's mom. Um, But the way I judge expensive events for me is after the event, not before, because always before the the expense is like oh my gosh are you spending this kind of money on this kind of thing it's like oh my god um but after if i had a really good time the money doesn't seem to matter and that's how i feel about concerts too exactly so the one thing i was going to equate it to was years ago like an idiot uh when the bruins the boston bruins my favorite hockey team were, were in the stanley cup final the first time i'd ever seen them in the stanley cup final in my entire life and uh, my buddy Jimmy and I, we were looking at tickets, and they were just asinine prices, like crazy high. And we were like, we were talking about it, and we had a really good week at work. We made a lot of tips and yada, yada, yada. And we were looking at each other like, should we? No. Should we? No. No, it's way too expensive. Should we? No. We went. They kicked ass. They won. They had a great game. They won game two of the Stanley Cup final. That was our first Stanley Cup final game. We had so much fun. We got really drunk. It was like so much fun. And I don't regret spending that $300 on that ticket ever. I never, ever regretted that. However, if I had a bad time and they lost and they stunk, I probably would have been pissed about spending that money on that game. So the way I judge expensive ticketed events are kind of how I feel afterwards. What, how and your experience was. Exactly. And I thought this experience was a blast. I yeah. had a lot of fun. The shows were amazing. I cannot. I, I've watched them several times again on YouTube. The shows, YouTube.com/slash a couple park covers. <laughs> um, I've watched the shows several times, and I just, I, I had such a great time. 
And it felt so nice to be in Magic Kingdom, an empty Magic Kingdom again, and not for like weird surreal reasons like COVID. Right. Um, it was just, it was so nice to be able to sit there and not have to be policed putting a mask on, not have to be shoved out by cast members and security guards. And it was just, it's such a wonderful experience experiencing that with you and your family that I would probably do that again. Yeah, I, I'm really glad that you say that. Um, one thing I also want to compare it to is, um, as you were talking about that. Um, <laughs> Sorry, I tried to squeeze that in before I sneeze. <laughs> <laughs> Good job. Um, I have spent more money on Backstreet Boys concerts than I care to admit. Um, and I don't regret it at all. Um, and I know that I, I did a meet and greet once where I met all four of them. And I still want to do a meet and greet where I meet all five. And I know that when I do get to do that at some point, I don't know how much it's going to be. Yeah. But I will tell you that I have been listening to the Backstreet Boys since I was like <laughs> a baby, basically. You were a Backstreet baby. Yes. Um, almost, what, like 25 years I've been listening to them. That kind of money, like, I'm not going to think about that later, um, having that experience. But also, one thing that... I want to compare it to is we were looking for tickets to go to a Buccaneers football game. Yeah. yeah. And you know Brady, how much tickets Brady, I Brady. found were? A lot. $1,500 for one it's, ticket. It's wild. $3,000 for both of us. Even though I'm not that insane. All I'm saying is there are probably people who would be like, oh, what a steal. Like $3,000 to go to a playoff, like a playoff game. Like that is totally worth it. So again, I think that, um, everything, you know, all of these things need to be considered. And I think that we had such an amazing time and, um, the offerings were so amazing and I just can't say enough good things about the event. It was a great time. So overall, um, we want to end the show with saying thank you to my mom and my sisters for coming to visit. We had such an amazing time with you again, mom. Thank you so thank much you. for taking all of us to the party. We love you. We love you. And we love you too, Katie and Megan. Um, we're so glad that you got to visit. And um, overall, we just couldn't have had a better time on this trip with you guys. Be sure to rate, review, and subscribe on Apple Podcasts, Spotify, Amazon Music, and all other podcast platforms. Be sure to follow at Park Hopper Show on Instagram, Twitter, Facebook, and now join over 34,000 people following us on TikTok. Head over to YouTube.com slash a couple of Park Hoppers cheap plug and subscribe to our ever-growing channel for theme park videos and more. For one-stop access to all of our created content and to visit our merchandise store, visit a couple of parkhoppers.com and until next time we'll, we'll see, see you around, around the parks, parks. when we're together i could stay forever and when we're together it's my thing